When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. One and all back in the UK and welcome to the following on uh, podcast uh, here on TalkSport 2 and available uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, day one at uh, Mount Monganui at the Bay Oval, well, it did not disappoint. I mean, what a day's play we've brought you over the last eight uh, or nine hours. Uh, the time has flown by. Uh, we've had runs, we've had wickets, we've had incident, we've had surprises uh, and we've just had some great cricket. Uh, and that's what uh, this uh, not quite capacity crowd, but a more than healthy one, arrived earlier today to see and are now walking back uh, in uh, the dark sky. Uh, the mount uh, is no longer visible. Uh, it's been uh, ever present throughout the day. It looked like it was going to be covered in cloud at uh, one stage, but uh, we can't see it. Uh, we'll have to wait until tomorrow. Myself, John Norman. And uh, alongside me for the next 20 minutes or so, Steve Harmison. Uh, we're going to be uh, crossing out to the pitch where Sam Ellard is going to be uh, chatting to a player or two. And uh, Dan Mac- Daniel McCarty as well will give us a New Zealand uh, a view of what has been England's day. Uh, England uh, started it, losing the toss, asked about first, went at New Zealand uh, in a manner that we are becoming more than accustomed to. Uh, fine knocks from uh, Duckett and also Brooke. Um, and then a surprise declaration. Well, that surprised me. It didn't surprise Mike Atherton, who was part of our commentary here on TalkSport 2. 325 for nine. And uh, Ben Stokes uh, said, we'll have a bowl because uh, day was turning into night and uh, he's been vindicated. 37 for three New Zealand at stumps. And it could have been more. Conway dropped uh, by Zach Crawley. So, Steve Harmison. Um, what a day. Where do we start at the beginning? It's been a great day. Yeah, we start at the beginning. We have to start at the beginning because it was a crucial toss. You're standing on the the outfield just before you know, the toss. I tell you what, I'll stop you there, Harmy. I think we could cross to uh, Sam Ellard, who may well be with Ben Stokes. Yeah, thank you very much, John. I've got Ben Duckett with me. Ben, 325 for nine declared, then 37 for three. How would you sum up that day? Yeah, we're... I think we're very happy. Um, 
you know, we knew the conditions tonight under lights were going to suit us with the ball, and, and that was the, the reason for the declaration. You know, I think we could have easily had five or six tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, stick two on that in the morning, and suddenly they're, they're a long way behind the game, and, and we're in a very good position. And for you, you made 84 quickly. There was even some talk in the press box that you might beat the record and score the fastest Test 100 by an England batsman, which is 76. Um, for you, how did you find conditions out there? And you looked very comfortable very early on. Yeah, just one of those days where things clicked and I, I felt good early on. Um, got a few nice deliveries up front to get me going. Um, and yeah, it wasn't a plan of mine today to go out and, and score that quickly. It, it just kind of happened. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite frustrated. I was quite frustrated earlier that I didn't go on and get a big, you know, big hundred because it was, it was there for the taking. Um, but yeah, if you'd have offered me 80 at the start, that I'd have taken it. And in your first test match outside of Asia, just to come here, get some runs under your belt, that must make you feel very good about your game. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. You know, anywhere you go in different conditions, you, you want to do well. And, and for me, more importantly, starting a series is so big. You know, it, you know, I'm not looking for a score in the second innings of the second game, which is quite nice. So, yeah, fingers crossed I can take that forward. And a word on the bowlers. How good were they under the lights? Jimmy Anderson just being Jimmy Anderson. And what did you make of conditions? How did the pink ball play under the lights? Yeah, ridiculous, weren't they? As I said, like we could have had a measly five, six down tonight. Um, yeah, Jimmy's pretty good, isn't he? I think he's <laughs> showing at showing his age where well, he's still one of the best bowlers in the world. But, yeah, I mean, all of them were superb. And, you know, on another day, we might have gone through him a bit more. So that's Sam Ellard, not with Ben Stokes, not with Ben Folks, but with the other one. Ben, thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. I've got Ben, he said, on his WhatsApp group. But uh, uh, Steve Armisen, um, I mean, he, he batted beautifully well, didn't he, Ben Duckett? And he was just one of maybe three or four batters that when he was out, you were, you were more surprised than anything. Yeah, and he, he said uh, that he, he got a few early freebies to get away and I think he was being generous to the New Zealand bowlers um, but you've still got to put them away I tell you what I think uh, Sam Ellis picked up another uh, England player let's hear who he is speaking to well three things are guaranteed in life John death taxes and Harry Brooks scoring runs Harry I know it wasn't in the hundred that you would have wanted but just talk me through the day how did you find it out there 89 well played my friend thank you I'm not sure about that, that first thing you said but no it was uh, yeah it was nice to be out there and scoring runs again um, yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've been ready for a couple of weeks now to get back out there, but um, no, I'm glad I got out there and scored a few. I spoke to Ben Stokes at the start of the day. I said, what would you have done if you won the toss? He said, Sam, I've got absolutely no idea. The first thing in my mind I would have just done. Did it feel like that at the start of the day? A little bit of green on the wicket, but maybe get through that first session, it would have played nicely. What did you think early on in that first session in particular? Uh, to be honest, I never actually look at the pitches. I don't like to go and have a... I don't like looking at them because I don't want to have preconceived ideas before I go out there. So um, I just go out when I'm batting that's the first time I see it so when I'm marking my mark um, but then yeah just play the way I'm going to play and um, obviously you've got to adapt to conditions and I felt like I did that quite well today. Do you feel a player that is completely in control of things on top of your game you've had such a good um, you know patch of form since coming into the England team in all three formats do you feel every time you go out there that you're about to score runs? I think you've got to have a little bit of confidence about that to be honest and I, I think it's down to preparation as well um, I feel like I've prepared very well for this series um, obviously working on a few things here and there but um, yeah I've tried to nail it as much as possible Ben's always said he's going to do things differently we'll see things we've never seen before uh, a team declaring on day one nine down is pretty new but I guess taking three wickets late on under the lights makes that decision one that Ben's got absolutely spot on right yeah and absolutely that, 
by the looks of it, I haven't played many pink ball games, but by the looks of it, it's the hardest time to bat when it's, when it's under lights. And obviously we had the new ball as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was a great declaration. And obviously to get three wickets there is vital. And um, hopefully we can force a few more earlier tomorrow. Well played. We'll see you tomorrow. Back to you, John. Thank you. Fantastic stuff. Sam Ellis speaking with uh, not one but two half-centurions. I'm not sure if that's a term that uh, will ever really stick, but uh, well played to both Harry Brook and Ben Duckett. You're listening uh, to the following on podcast on TalkSport 2, on DAB Radio, online at TalkSport.com. Um, and you can uh, check us out on the uh, TalkSport app as well. And uh, we've got so much cricket coming for you at TalkSport 2. Tomorrow, not only will we be bringing you day two from Mount Monganui. Um, in the first test match of two between New Zealand and England. Straight after we finish up here, we are going to be throwing to Delhi, where Adam Collins and the SEN team are going to be picking up commentary uh, for that uh, second test match between India and Australia. We have got hundreds of hours of test cricket coming your way here on TalkSport 2 for the next uh, few weeks. So sit back and enjoy. We sat back and enjoyed today, didn't we, Harmy? And I tell you what... I cannot get away from the fact that uh, in Ben Duckett and Harry Brook, two players that weren't anywhere close. Maybe they were Brook was close, but they, they weren't in the side this time last year. But already you look at them, they're youngsters. Um, they, don't, they don't appear to be phased by anything. And they're just so refreshing in their outlook as well. Whether you're Ben Duckett, who just, he's just loving being part of this setup, or you're Harry Brook, who just re- literally looks up, thinks, oh, oh, my time to bat, picks up his bat, walks out there and does the do's. Yeah, and it, it's a sign of what change has been at the top of, of English cricket. Rob Key, um, some people would say I took a punt in, in, um, in Brendan McCollum and the, the positive outcome. You know, the freedom that this group have been given in the captain and the coach moving forward, um, I think is epitomised by them two characters alone. You know, Ben Duckett, you mentioned, 28-year-old, he's had a couple of goals. Um, and he's being basically told you've got freedom to express at the top of the order. And Harry Brook has just walked into cricket and, well, breezed into cricket, whether it be Yorkshire and then now in from England. And, you know, the boy's got so much talent, so simple. And his interview, his interview there with Sam, Sam's trying to get everything out of him. And do you know what? It's a simple interview, simple answers from a player who plays the game in a simple way. He stands still, his head's unbelievably as still as you'll you'll see anybody in world cricket and he lets his hands go through the line of the ball as he waits for the ball coming to him no moving parts times the ball beautifully and it was a it was a it was a a well constructed innings uh, putting pressure back onto bowlers i thought he had to work a little bit harder because i thought new zealand got there the ball in the better areas in that middle middle part of the of the day as opposed to the the sort of shambles that were in the in the first half of getting Ben Duckett to 50 um, but two you know wonderful constructed innings in and put England in a, in a fabulous position in this test match and then when they came out to bowl after that declar- declaration it doesn't get any it just does not get any more difficult maybe on a spinning uh, you know on a spinning track in the subcontinent you know coming up against uh, Ravishandran Ashwin and uh, Axel Patel and uh, and the like Ravindra Jadeja uh, but uh, for the New Zealand batters to come up against Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad and Ollie Robinson um, uh, with the pink ball under lights. I mean, you almost felt sorry for the New Zealand batters. They were on a hiding to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, was that was it any harder for Australia's batsmen against you know, the Indian bowlers in the last in the first test match over 
in India than it was for you know the the likes of Latham, Conway, Williams, and Nichols, and 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 Wagner, who who actually probably played as good as anybody as a as a night watchman. He certainly played better than than Henry Nichols um, against. We can't say we can't speak any higher than what we what we always do of of Broad, Anderson, and Robinson. But if there was ever a surface and ever a conditions, I know the two the the three of them slagged the pink ball off. But I tell you what, for the last hour and a bit, I bet you they were licking their lips the ball with a pink ball tonight. Absolutely. I mean, will uh, will New Zealand be a little bit shell shocked by what what's happened today? Because actually, it could have gone a lot worse for them. Um, with ball in hand, I think England probably gifted them a couple of wickets. England could have been over the hill and far away. Yeah, but I think New Zealand give England the confidence to to give them wickets away. To be honest, you look at the wickets that that fell. Crawley, you know, Crawley looked at all at sea. Probably the only one of the only ones that looked all at sea. He could have been out three times um, in the in the fourteen balls. Uh, Look, I think I think New Zealand, when they look back at this, I think they're getting off quite lightly because they're bo- they're bowled poorly. And, you know, I'm not going. You can't sugarcoat it. Take Tim Southey away, who, you know, like Jimmy Anderson, is a, a perfect exponent. When there's something in the pitch and something in the conditions, he will do that. England put, tried to put pressure on the New Zealand captain, but the rest weren't just they just weren't up to it. It wasn't even a club attack for me. And I'm trying to be as polite as I possibly can because two lads were on were on debut, but. England were given a lot of freebies, giving them chances to really express themselves and arguably some of the dismissals were possibly from overconfidence because of how poorly that the um, the New Zealand bowlers played. Joe Root caught reverse sweeping, you know, caught slip reverse sweeping and when you watch that again in isolation there'll be people Can I just home. stop you just one second though because when you say caught reverse sweeping he wasn't facing a spinner. No, he was facing Neil Wagner. I tell you what, let's uh, let's uh, cross over. My lord, it's with uh, Neil Wagner. Neil, an exciting day. It was always going to be an exciting day, wasn't it? England versus New Zealand. How would you assess what we've seen over the past couple of hours? Exciting day, mate. Um, yeah, proper test cricket, isn't it? Uh, especially with the way that England play, obviously at the moment, they're very, very positive and obviously look to score. I don't think we particularly bowled our best. Um, it was quite challenging conditions, are they? We thought it might do a little bit more. Um, the wind was quite gusty and sort of dried the wicket out quite quickly and. Uh, yeah, sort of played in the hands of, of playing aggressive cricket with the ball getting a bit soft there at the back end. Um, I thought we brought it back quite nicely, and if you, with the way it started, would have given us that title, we'd have probably taken it. That was if at different points of the day, England were another good half an hour away from maybe just pulling away from you guys, but if that was if at every moment you picked up a crucial wicket just to sort of rein England back in. Yeah, definitely. I thought if we could have you know gone a little bit bang-bang and and get two or three quick quickets. I think it would have swung nicely back into our favour. Um, I think it's still pretty evenly poised. I think they obviously had the best bowling conditions this night when the wind died off, um, and bowling with the pink ball under the lights is obviously quite handy, um, which uh, no surprise was obviously the way they came and trying to set it up. Um, I think personally for us, um, if we can build partnerships tomorrow, um, get ourselves to bowl at night time, then obviously we can have the state similar favourable conditions. What's it like for you being a bowler, standing at the top of your market ball in hand, playing test cricket, but knowing that the opposition aren't really playing test cricket like we know it? There's, you know, we saw the Joe Root reverse scoop, didn't we, which you ended up getting him out. But just give us an insight into what it's like right. facing this England team when at times they're trying to play the game like T20 cricket. It is pretty impressive. Um, obviously, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very positive brand of cricket, which is really good. Um, I mean, on days it can come off the way it did, and, and it's good. But, yeah, other days it could go the other way. And if you keep going that brand of cricket and you play that positive, I think... Positive uh, thoughts and positive actions, yeah, leads to the same thing, and it. So, um, so yeah, I think it's a, 
it's a quality brand of cricket they're playing, um, and for us, it's just to think about a way of obviously uh, going up against it. Um, it is exciting. It's an exciting brand of cricket. Hey, eh? uh, hopefully, a good spectacle for everyone who's here today uh, watching it, and hopefully, we can continue. Two debutants today for New Zealand with the ball. How do you think they got on? Yeah, I thought they bowled really well. I thought they kept trying really hard. They ran in with some pace and aggression, and like I said, in, in some trying circumstances. I think um, there's not a lot of people who've. We've sort of, I guess, experienced bowling at Bay Oval and Mount Monganui. When you're bowling into their breeze, it, it can be quite hard work. So um, I thought they, they did really well. And tomorrow, I guess, as a bowler, you want your feet up for the whole day. How do you expect the pitch to play tomorrow? Yeah, I think we'll get a little bit better. The history suggests that. So hopefully, obviously, tomorrow when the sun's out, um, it'll be nice to bat on. If, like I said, if we can capitalise on that and, and build partnerships and get ourselves into a position that we can explore those conditions at night will be, will be ideal for us, obviously. Um, England will obviously try and stop us from doing that. Um, but I think, yeah, we, we've got the personnel in the group to be able to do that, so hopefully we can, we can kick on tomorrow. Do you think Joe Root will ever try and reverse scoop you again? I definitely think he will. Um, <laughs> he's had a bit of success against it, so I, I sort of laughed when I walked past the field off him and I said, oh, you got two away on me and I got one back, so yeah, I still, you still owe me one. So, um, yeah, no, I definitely think he will. And you know what, knowing Joe, he's probably going to try and do it again at some point, isn't he? Very true, very true. Well, Paul, to see you tomorrow. Thank you very much, mate. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. That's Sam Ellard with uh, Neil Wagner, who walks off unbeaten with four next to his name uh, in the run uh, tally and also four wickets as well. Uh, Daniel McCarty has uh, slid in to the seat where Steve Harmison has just exited. We've only got a few moments, uh, Daniel, but your thoughts from a New Zealand perspective, you know, where are they going to be sitting 
how they're going to be thinking uh, on this uh, this fine evening here at the Mount Monganui. A bit of a hiding to nothing, I think, the term you used with Harmy as far as getting through these 18 overs. They'll be frustrated the lost uh, three. I think they'll be far more comfortable, even if it was just two. Two big wickets there in, in Latham and Williamson, so important. Nichols is a walking wicket at the moment. He really is out of sorts. So I'm not surprised we saw the back of him. Uh, unfortunately, living up to that nickname, Nick and Nichols, he does have in, this, in these parts. Devin Conway's there. Don't underestimate how good a player Devin Conway is. He is crucial tomorrow. Wagner will come out, throw the bat. Uh, Mitchell, we know what he can do. Uh, so good against England last year. Those two men are the key men on day number two for New Zealand. I think they've pulled it back quite nicely. Let's be frank, 279 for the loss of five after 48 overs at the dinner break, at the end of the, uh, the second session. With Brock on 79, uh, folks on 27, you're looking at 400 plus in and, and, and quick order. I thought New Zealand in that third session bowl quite well through the 10-11 the overs are out there. They controlled the run rate. They picked up four wickets, four for 44. That's the, the one thing the bowlers have to latch on to, uh, John. Prior to that, I, I, I'm with Army. Three quarters of that attack for the opening two sessions looked like a club attack. Tim Southey aside, Tim Southey's figures don't ring true to how he bowled. I thought he was very good. Swung the ball early, bit the outside edges, especially to the right-handers. Neil Wagner bowled a beauty first ball, got Crawley bowled through the gate. It was a no ball, and things just went horribly wrong for him. He, he bowled a two-over spell at the top, looked all at sea, number of no balls, and, and credit to a, a great warrior in New Zealand cricket. He never gives up in that final session. He sort of atoned for, for that. But New Zealand was sloppy. Southey uh, aside, there was always going to be some pressure on, on that green attack and Tickner I think settled into his work and was steady I, I think I described him as as exactly that prior to it I don't think he's going to threaten the life of any international batsman uh, he, he did a good job as he went on uh, and Kugelein is a bit of a wild card the way he bowls he bowls short he tries to bowl fast and he got better the longer he went. But the way they dried up the runs in, the, in that final session, that's the one thing I think they've got to latch on to as far as a bowling attack. But it's all, uh, it's all on the shoulders of Conway and Mitchell especially tomorrow. Yeah, look, Mitchell and Blundell have both been real problems for England uh, in yeah, the past. Tom they? was excellent too, you're right. Uh, they're batting uh, throughout June. They didn't deserve to be on the losing side at the end of that series. You know, They were, they were phenomenal, but they're going to have to do it again. I suppose Wagner's going to have to come out tomorrow. He's going to have to... Oh, he's, he was saying off air. I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying. He's saying off air. He fancies himself as a batter, yeah, doesn't he? And, yeah, yeah, and tomorrow, after going through the spell of... He came out with 20 minutes to go tonight. You know, so... You yeah, know, he would have been in the ear of the captain and coach, going, don't be shy to send me out with 20 minutes to go. And he's done it against England before. Christchurch, a few years back, him and Ish Sodi, they batted out a good session or so. It's proven to, to be quite a good decision. So, because that, that was a tricky period of playing New Zealand to, had to get through. Uh, no batsman wanted to go out with 15 minutes to go in those conditions with it nibbling around with two of the greatest uh, exponents of, of swing and scene that we've seen uh, in all the years of watching uh, Test Match Cricket. So, yeah, hu- huge opening hour for uh, New Zealand because you know Anderson, uh, Broad, Robinson haven't had many miles in those legs. The, the ball's still reasonably hard. If there is any movement, they'll find a way. It was interesting to hear Neil Wagner saying he expected more movement for longer and already it's drying out to the surface we, we do know here at Bay Oval, which is generally a hard slog for the bowlers to pick up wickets. So um, my overall thoughts from a New Zealand perspective could have been far, far worse the way it was looking after two sessions. I think New Zealand, with the ball especially, have, have given themselves a little bit of breath, but clearly England on top. Yep, England on top after a day that uh, gave up uh, 12 wickets. Uh, England. Oh, uh, one last thing. Go on. Can I have a whinge? Yeah, yeah. The overrate. 
Oh, embarrassing. Absolutely. Utterly embarrassing. 76.2 overs today were bowled. New Zealand 11 overs per hour when they're out there. England, I know it's early in the year, um, innings, and you tend to, to go a little bit more slow on that first out. You want to make the most of the new ball. Still 12 and a half. It's a, it's a bit sloppy from uh, the two teams. But other than that, the entertainment they provided was first class. I imagine if we'd had a full 90. We might get a full 90 tomorrow. Uh, you'll have to uh, tune in to Talk Sport 2 uh, early. We go on air at uh, half past midnight uh, in the UK. And we'll be with you all the way through to 9am uh, in the morning on Talk Sport 2 for live and exclusive coverage of this. The first of two test matches uh, in New Zealand. If you're uh, only just joining us, well, please... Uh, download the following on podcasts uh, to find out a little bit about what you've missed. Um, but if you're failing that, just sit back and take a listen to how it sounded here on TalkSport 2. Southie again after the crease balls. Crawley edges gone, taking a third slip. The catch held low down by Bracewell. Full straight, driven down the ground for four by Duckett. Well, my goodness me, he's picking up the length well. Duckett gets a four ball and then pierces the two men on the onside. It crept in for the catch and all they're going to have to do is trot out and collect it. Nice stroke, good balance, too short. It's pulled away, four to square, that should be four. She picked up the line there very quickly, hit the ball at the top of the bounce, rolled the wrists and finds another boundary. Not only is that another four to uh, the score, it means that Ben Duckett has reached 50 again. So he set a record today. It's the fastest 50 in a test match in New Zealand by an opening batter. Action and out! Blair Tickner picks up his first wicket in international cricket and absolutely out of nowhere, Ben Duckett has been dismissed. England are sitting pretty at the tee break. 134 for two from just 23 overs. Southey gets the wicket, caught it second slip, trying to drive was Pope. Healthy edge, well taken by Latham Lowen to his right. Southey richly deserves that. An attempted reverse flat that is caught by Mitchell at second slip. A quite extraordinary dismissal. And Root looked filthy with himself. And New Zealand go bang, bang. That's Bear's ball gone wrong, that one. That's beautifully played, or was it, uh, by Harry Brook. It's gone over the head or just wide, high and wide, of second slip and down to the third man boundary. It's another short one that's pulled by Stokes straight to mid-wicket. He's got a, a maiden wicket, Scott Kugeline. Short and wide and cut. Poor delivery, and it got what it deserves. Beautifully put away, I have to say by uh, Harry Brook. It's <laughs> a sumptuously delayed cut shot behind square for four. There's the shot of the day, and if we see a better shot than that this series, then we're going to be in for something really, really special. Uh, Harry Brook has just uh, cover-driven on the ups, and he's held the pose as well. That is picture perfect. Brooke chopping on to a stunts, and he is dismissed. It was short, and he tried to thunder it. And New Zealand have the danger man. He goes 298 for six. Leach has gone on the pull. It's a top edge. It should be caught. And is at the second or third attempt. And I tell you what, have England declared? I think the message was, we want a bowl tonight. And here comes Jimmy Anderson. First delivery and uh, it sits the middle of Tom Latham's bat. He nudges it out on the onside. And England have the breakthrough. Inside edge, ballooning up. And as a Pope under the helmet, comes forward, takes a good catch. Robinson has only taken, what, two balls to get amongst them. Trapped on the pads uh, is Williamson. Anderson wants that. Well, the cheer will tell you. Kane Williamson has got to go. Jimmy Anderson has struck. Edge taken. Crawley hangs on this time. 
He dropped him in the previous over at second slip. He makes no mistake this time. Crawley atones for his error. Anderson gets the wicket. He was denied in his previous over. New Zealand are 31 for three. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 